back to another episode of Petty's Pod. First episode of senior year, so it should be fun. More consistent upload schedule coming out soon. Probably Premier League, NFL, college football during the week. So it should be super fun the coming weeks. Those sports start pretty soon. But today we got another Premier League podcast with Will Franzen, who's on call again. And before we get started, quick shout out to Carson Siegel. Big hat trick yesterday in Nutrier Soccer's opening game. So that was fun to watch. But let's get straight into this podcast. And here we go. Into the studio once again. We got Will on call. What's going on, Will? What's up? So getting straight into it, Prem Pod this week. Will's kind of turned into the soccer guy on this podcast, which is cool. Um, we're back in school. Will, you're back in Sweden. So how, how's it been? You've been there for a couple of days now, right? Yeah, just adjusting to the time zone. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. But uh, let's talk, talk Prem. So we'll open it up with yesterday's game and why we kind of delayed this podcast. But uh, Liverpool, Man United, by far the biggest game of the weekend. You know, one of the biggest games in, in England. Man United actually come out with the win after being in 19th place, 2-1. They were at home. Liverpool does have injuries, and Darwin was on a red card. But that's no excuse to lose to a very struggling Man United. Did Ten? My first question for you, Will, and I'll, I'll respond as well, but did Ten Hag finally figure out a way to put this group together and you know, kind of mesh them together in a, in a formation and system that, that works. Uh, an example is, you know, the martinez Varan combination looked really good yesterday. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, Man U did this last year too at the beginning of the season against Leeds. They looked really, really good. So I don't want to overreact. Um, and obviously they still have Casemiro to come in and maybe even Anthony or another signing. But they looked really good. Um... Liverpool looked really, really poor. If you remember my beginning of the season prediction, I had Liverpool finishing third behind Chelsea. And although Chelsea have, like started pretty shaky too, Chelsea look pretty good, uh, like when they played Spurs. But Man United played really, really well. They started really, really well. Um, obviously, Ten Hag dropped Ronaldo, which was a bit of a statement. And then Lissandro Martinez obviously looks really good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think Man U will, will make top four this year, but definitely promising if you, you're a United fan. Mm-hmm. I think this was a big step for them as an, as a team, but also for Ten Hag and the coaching staff, because you look at last week losing 4-0 to Brentford, giving up a goal per every 10 minutes in the first half, really embarrassing. Um, and I think Ten Hag made a big step and a big call that we haven't seen from United managers over over, over the past couple of years, dropping club captain Harry, Harry Maguire, um, you know, dropping Ronaldo. We see we saw him drop Ronaldo in the first in the first game, and it's just he kind of just figured it out a little bit. Uh, he got the center backs, the center backs right, even though Martinez was criticized uh, kind of unfairly after last weekend because of his height. You know, his height did affect a goal last weekend, um, and he is a very short center back. But he got the job done yesterday. He made great blocks. Uh, he saved a horrendous own goal from Bruno that he blocked off the line. Um, but yeah, Man United looked really good. Uh, I think if Ten Hag makes a couple more changes, uh, and obviously, like Will said, Casemiro to come in, like they'll only get better from here. But can they keep can they keep healthy and can they keep uh, this system consistent? So 
But uh, now let's uh, let's move on to Liverpool in this game. Like Will said, Will, you know, maybe he had one of the best takes of all time. We'll see. But Liverpool right now look like not even a top four team, not even like top three. So I want to hear your thoughts on Liverpool because me and Will, you know, we, we kind of dislike Liverpool here. But uh, they do have a couple of excuses, but th- there's not really an excuse to, to lose to Man United, especially them being in 19th, you know. Well, if you look at Liverpool starting 11, outside of Darwin and maybe a center back, that's like one of their strongest 11s. Um, and Van Dyke looks like a shell of himself. Um, Salah hasn't really had a great start to the season, even though he scored a couple of goals. And Jurgen Klopp has gone from like one of the most likable managers in the Premier League within a year to like easily one of the most unlikable managers just like his excuses and the way he talks like he said they should have won the game yesterday against Man United like, um yeah so definitely definitely like it's okay to drop points at the beginning of the season um that's three games in a row though but but it's the manner in which they're doing it mm-hmm. which is pretty concerning if you're a Liverpool fan mm-hmm. and Sadio Mane could be a much bigger loss than some people initially anticipated mm-hmm. And I think that's a good point by Will with the the way that they're, you know, dropping points. You know, Fulham opening match, you expect Liverpool, you know, title favorites by some people. Obviously, City is is the title favorite still, but Liverpool expected to finish second or third. They come in, they draw to Fulham at Fulham. You know, they were down 1-0, and then they were down 2-1. They managed to get a draw. but And then they go into Palace last Monday, and they draw them. So two, you know, not teams you would expect to get a result against Liverpool and then they go into a Man, U- Man United game um, against Man-, Man United team who are 19th uh, no points no goals scored you know really shaky to start you know they lost 4-0 Brentford last week and then they lose this game so and that's a, I think that's a good point by Will um, how they're dropping points is, is a concerning uh, for Liverpool fans but another question I have for you does does Darwin end up making that big of an impact in this team yeah i mean we'll see i mean he's getting chances for sure i saw a stat about his xg um he had a pretty high xg like the second highest behind holland i think through his first couple games so um i I think he'll reach 20 goals this season in my opinion but another interesting thing that came out of that manu liverpool liverpool game was um in the post-match press conference Bruno was asked about Ronaldo and he kind of gave like an inkling about Ronaldo leaving before the transfer window because he was asked about Ronaldo and he was like Ronaldo's told me some things I'm not gonna say whether he's leaving or saying but a lot I saw a lot of people um like on Twitter talk about like this could be this could be it for Ronaldo with Man United which is pretty interesting. And to be fair, like, United look better without him. Like, I hate to say it, at this point, they do look better without him. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, it's Ronaldo. He was probably their player of the season last year. It would be a loss, but it would be a gain in a way where you don't have to pay his wages. You don't have to deal with the antics that come with having Cristiano Ronaldo, top five player all time. Um, but, yeah, I, I, whether he leaves or stays, you know, I don't really... Uh, I don't think that impacts the Prem or impacts United as much. I mean, we saw them win 
against Liverpool without him, but we also saw him carry them to the finish line last year. So yeah, it's kind of... Sure. And that's no disrespect to him. I just think the, the way that Ten Hag wants to play uh, in his pressing system, you saw the running stats. Like They ran so much more without him because mm-hmm. the striker, in a way, has to kind of like start the press, um, and that's how Ten Hag wants to play. And obviously, Ronaldo's not that kind of player anymore. And he was their player of the season last year. Like, no disrespect to him. I don't know how he scored 18 goals last year. But mm-hmm. I, I do think it's time to move on for him, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we both agree on that. I think everyone, whether he stays or leaves, you know, won't care that much about it. You know, it's Ronaldo out of the Prem. Maybe he goes to a Prem team, we'll see, but he'll probably go out of the Prem, which is a loss for the Prem, but, you know, it's better for Man United, and I think it's... Would you, would you take him at Chelsea? I was trying to avoid that question, but, you know, I've we were linked with him when he first requested a trade, Chelsea. Um, and, yeah, I would. I know you disagree with me, Will, but, yeah, I would. Uh, he'd come in and score goals, and he st- he would stand around in the number nine spot like Kai Havertz, but he's Ronaldo, and he's not Kai Havertz. So, so yeah. Yeah, I got to disagree. Um, I, I, I don't think that's the kind of player... Tuchel is looking for it's not um, Tuchel's already said that that he's not but I would still yeah, take I would yeah. me as a fan I would take him there yeah we need goal we need goals and you just said I don't know how he scored 18 goals in that Man United team think how many he would get in this Chelsea team so I I just don't think he would he would be a net help for us mm-hmm. all right yeah moving moving on to a different game uh let's get straight into it all right. Um, don't want to spend too much time talking about Chelsea, but we kind of have to this weekend. Uh, not even as Chelsea fans, but you know, just as Prem fans. Chelsea lose three zero away to Leeds. Uh, Aronson scored. Jesse March is the coach, and Tyler Adams is American. Like we all, we get it. You know, like we get that they're American. I don't get what's the what's the big hype. You know, at this point, at this point, at this point, you know, Americans are in Euro- European soccer, and people seem to just kind of. Oh, they're American. You know, they must be better than they are. And I don't really get that. Because um, a lot of the news coming out of the Chelsea game was like, the Americans make Chelsea collapse or something because Aronson's press and the system put in by Jesse Marsh. No one cares that they're American. Um, so moving on from that, just to talk about the game. Chelsea's in a shambles, Will. Uh, you know, we talked during the game, but I want to hear what, what your overall thoughts of of that game were. Yeah, it was it was very concerning. We were just, like, considering it's leads, and we were just getting pressed so much in our own half, we could, just could not build at all. Extreme, like, that's what I would expect City to do to us, not Leeds United. Bali looked very... Very um, shaky, shaky. Very shaky on the ball, exactly. And you have a term for him, and I think he's very smart. He's mistake-prone. Yeah, he's very mistake-prone. Yeah, exactly. Um... And just, like, our midfield was nowhere to be found. Obviously, we had Gallagher in there, which hopefully doesn't stay like that for too long. But um, just, yeah, it was, like, very – it was a stark contrast from last week at Spurs where we looked so together and creating chances and moving the ball. So I don't want to overreact because it wasn't our best team and it's early in the season. But I like that doesn't happen to like Man City, um, and if that's the level we're trying to reach, then 
that's not too good. I think the main question right now uh, for us, Will, for Chelsea, is that all these problems that happened last weekend, and we kind of did struggle against Everton in the opener. Uh, last weekend against Spurs, I think it was the adrenaline. I think it was the home crowd. It's Spurs, and then we get a goal before half, and you know we're, we're kind of fired up, and then we have one of our best games that we've had in a while. Um, so I'm actually going to react more to this game than I'm than I did to the Spurs game because to play like that against Spurs and then absolutely throw the Leeds game away which should be guaranteed three points I don't care if it's home or away um we're Chelsea we have quality players um who are kind of turning to be unquality players Kai Havertz is what, what do you think of Kai Havertz but mm-hmm. that's that's another issue I want to bring up about Chelsea is how comfortable some players seem to be like I, Mount hasn't been that bad, but Mount is definitely comfortable. Kai Havertz, like, like for some reason, Tuchel thinks Kai Havertz is undroppable. When we have Christian Pulisic on the bench, who, if given a run, has proved he can be consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think Sterling is going to turn out that way too, where maybe he gets a little too comfortable. So, I I would like Tuchel to make kind of a statement by maybe benching some of those players next week in order to kind of reinforce like some competition within the squad because there's players on the bench that might want to leave if they're never given a chance because mm-hmm. they're quality players yeah, um exactly. but back to my main question which i want to ask will can i saw a lot of articles after the leads after the leads game but can these problems be solved with a checkbook i say yes if they can get the signings done, uh, you know, my, my main target right now for Chelsea is Fofana. But the main question is, can these problems be solved with a checkbook? Um, at, at this point in the... Look, I don't think it's as big of a problem as, like, like a 3-0 loss to Leeds looks to be. I, I think that was kind of a one-off. But I do think at this point in the window, we're not going to be able to do too much other than one big signing, which will probably be Fofana, maybe Anthony Gordon, um, like maybe, maybe Frankie Dion. We'll see. Um, but I mean, I, like I don't think that game is as big of an issue as some pundits and some some people are making it out to be. Mm-hmm. All right, last question for Chelsea. Uh, we can go through each link because i think it can't they can be solved uh each heavily linked player with chelsea uh, a couple of these players personal terms agreed um i know three of them actually are but we'll go with three maybe four signings that I, i'll i'll list to you and list where they play in our team and will they make a big impact or will we say the same so first is Fofan- wesley fofana on leicester uh probably our most heavily linked player this whole summer um for the past month, we've been on the verge of signing him, which is kind of funny. But I think he comes in, and I think we improve a lot if he comes in because then we can get more out of Reese James at his preferred wing-back position, and Fofana can go straight in as a right center back. So that's the first one, Will. Do you think he makes a big impact, or do you think we say the same? I, I do think after watching Lee's game, he would make a pretty big difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, because, yeah. because then we would have a world-class back three. We'd have three of the top ten center backs in the league. Um, the next one would be Anthony Gordon from Everton for $60 million. I think that's awful business. 
I think that if he comes in, we say the same. It's just another. I think he just replaces Pulisic on the bench if Pulisic leaves. So, what do you think of Anthony Gordon? Will yeah, he seems to be more of a signing for the future. He's only twenty one years old. I re- like to be honest. I really like him when I watch him, but sixty million is way too much. If Bully wants to spend that, knowing that this is a player who needs development and um, isn't you know like world class yet, then that's okay with me. But as long as he knows that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. he's not gonna make an instant impact. Mm-hmm. That's what you mean. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is someone that we just agreed personal terms with this past weekend, Aubameyang on Barcelona, maybe he could come back to London. Uh, I think this will happen, but will he make an immediate impact? I think yes. I think, Will, you might disagree with me on this. I think a lot of people disagree. But he knows how to get goals in the Prem. He's a proven Premier League player. That's why I like Sterling as a signing, because uh, in the past, you know, Werner is a good example. You know, unproven Premier League player, we signed him, and he was terrible. Sterling, proven Premier League player, uh, hasn't shown it yet in the in, in the Chelsea colors, but I think he will. So Aubameyang will, another player that we've agreed personal terms with, do you think he makes a, an impact or, or not? No, I, I, I agree with you on that one, definitely. Um, he has a great relationship with the manager, and he's proven it in the Premier League. It's a short-term solution, but I think that's what we need considering Kai Havertz's form. Um, and just the fact that we don't have an out-and-out striker. Mm-hmm. So I do like that signing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to wrap it up for this game. Uh, the, there wasn't much to talk about. No credit to Leeds at all, by the way. This, it was one of Chelsea's worst games. Koulibaly getting a red card, one of the stupidest things I've seen from a professional sports player in any sport. Uh, both of his cards were dumb. How could you not give credit to Leeds? I mean, they... No, no, they, no, no. No credit to Leeds. No, no. They didn't play great. We were terrible. Their first goal was because we couldn't handle press from Leeds. Like, if we were half decent that day, we could have handled the press. But we were god-awful. Um, so, yes, no credit to Leeds. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Koulibaly red card, you know, Will and I were fuming on that. There's no reason for him to do either of the yellow cards that he got. The only good thing is it was two yellows. The first one was just so out of pocket, like... It's just like, you would expect that from maybe a young center back, but he's a veteran. He should know better than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to move on from the Chelsea game. They're in a shambles. Uh, we'll see what goes on with them, though. So, All right, really quickly, we'll do we'll mention the Man City game because it was a great game. Uh, I, know Will, I know, Will, you didn't see much of this game, but uh, I watched the whole thing. Credit to Newcastle. Uh, they're going to be good this season. I think them, Crystal Palace... Forest, they can all you know threaten the big teams when they play them. Uh, are they threatening the top six, seven, or eight? No, 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 no. But I'm saying these are top ten teams. These are teams that you know could threaten these teams when they play. Um, so credit to Newcastle. Uh, credit to Crystal Palace as well. They've been great, Zaha. But Man City, you know, kind of like Chelsea, was a little bit of a fluke. You know, there was adrenaline, of course, from the home crowd at Newcastle. And City were lucky to lucky to tie three three. Saint Maximum was great. Uh, you know Wilson was great. They just have quality players all over the place. Bruno, I don't know how to say his name. Will Bruno Grimeris or something like that? He, yeah, he's really good. Um, he 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 owns player outside of the big six. Like he's so good. He owned the midfield against Man City, and we know their midfield's class. So. 
But moving on from that game, real question of this whole podcast, to be honest, is is Arsenal true contenders, Will? Well, I don't think anyone is really a true contender right now outside of Man City. I think they're in a tier of their own. But I will say that Arsenal is on Chelsea and Spurs level this year, without a doubt. Like, even though they've had a weak start to the season, you can just tell by the way they play that over the course of the season, they're going to rack up points. I don't think Arsenal, it, like if Chelsea and Arsenal, Arsenal played 10 games against each other, I think Chelsea would win seven, eight games against them. So I don't think they're as good head-to-head. But like I said, over the course of a season, I definitely think they could finish top four, maybe even higher. It's kind of shocking to see this this Arsenal team be so good after last season and past season. They were good towards the end of the year. They they clinched the fifth spot. Um, I don't think there was a chance for them to get into Champions League, even though a lot of people are like, oh, Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea is going to be in Champions League. Whatever. Um, they're good. They're legit. It's fun to watch them right now, I have to say. Jesus has fit in perfectly to this team. I didn't think he was going to be uh, a good out-and-out number nine because I, he, his best position at City was by far playing on the left or right side. But credit to Arteta. Uh, I've gained a lot of respect for him over the documentary that's come out. Um, he's put in a system, and they've played really well. They haven't made huge signings. They've made signings like Zinchenko and Jesus, but uh, they got Saliba back from, I think he was on loan at Marseille last year in France. Uh, he looks really, really good. Uh, but another 3-0 win for them, and it's it's looking re- really good for Arsenal this season. And to be honest, I don't want to play them right now. I don't care which team it is, City, Chelsea, Liverpool. I think uh, they're one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team in the league. So what do you think is the best part of this Arsenal team right now, Will? Well, I, I think their front three like rivals any top three in the league. They're all young, and they all are hungry. I think Martinelli is still one of the most underrated players in the league. Like, every time I watch him, he wows me. Um, obviously, Saka is hopefully going to take another step this year if you're an Arsenal fan. But when you watch Jesus, even when he's not scoring or assisting, just the way he, like, controls the ball, um, like, drops into pockets, runs in behind, like, his movement is so, so, so good. Um, they, they could use more depth in the midfield. Um, obviously we don't know what's going to happen with Partey and Jaka, like, like he definitely has a ceiling, um, and their defense is like all sorted out. So if they get another midfielder, they, um, you know, over the course of the season, they could be really good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for this pod. Thanks again, Will, for coming on once again. Yep. Yep. Thank you for having me. It's always fun. We'll probably, you know, once football and college football the nfl and college football start up we'll probably get on a more consistent schedule with prem and those two uh so it should be fun in the coming weeks school's back um shout out carson siegel again hat trick hero yesterday uh fun to watch new cheer boy soccer back it's back it's back will wow. will will is wow. a will is a cl- club legend at ntbs if you didn't know congrats new cheer on the win mm-hmm. but that's gonna wrap it up for this pod and uh we'll see you next time